Cool. Oh, we're already recording. I forgot. So cool. <laughs> Fudge. Just burning through megabytes over here, man. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, Thor is here to Ragnarok our world. Yeah, sitting on that one for a while, weren't you? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've used it before, so whatever. <laughs> uh, they've been filming Venom for two weeks, Mike, and we didn't know it. So. <laughs> They got us. Uh, there's ten more years of Star Wars. Woo! Yes, and I'm ten sure. I'm sure. I'm sure even more. <laughs> ten more years. Yeah, and more. So yeah, we got a, we got a lot of news to cover this week, and I'm just kind of pulling stuff out left and right here. Yeah, trying and to I, figure it out. And I'm ready, man. I'm I'm at full force here. We just recorded the uh, the review for Thor Ragnarok. I'm back after a week hiatus of being kidnapped by demons, also known uh, as moving to a new place which was a headache. I'm finally at that phase in my life um, where uh, between my wife and I, we've collected too many things to just casually move on the weekend. We even had like a couple days padding. Like, no, we just own too much stuff. I don't care how much it costs, you know, if I have to save up. The next time we move, we're hiring movers. I've already stated that. Mm-hmm. Like my, my knees are still recovering after like a week of carrying things. Like I could... Our, our new place is really great, but I but it doesn't have an elevator, which is which is a, a, a double edged sword because it means I don't have to wait on elevator rides anymore. But also there's just um, there's just a, a certain number of steps that you have to get to to get kind of like into the building from the lobby. So I was lugging stuff like refrigerators like up these steps on like hand carts and uh, it, it's it was a whole thing. So I'm very glad to be back at the table on the mic talking about superhero stuff because this is the, these are, these are the things that center me chris so this this is really what i need this is it and uh as i know it's not been an easy move for you as well so <laughs> yeah. um lots of stuff going on but i mean uh, I, I know you you might have said this i i might have missed it but thanks to jason for helping out last week um yeah stepping in showing up coming over he came with his pad of paper and his notes. I was so impressed. Like, Whoa, thank you yeah, so much, Jason. He's on top of it, getting pads of paper. That's that's going to be a qualification for whenever we need someone to sub in. Just like, if you don't show up with notes, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I sent him notes, and he came ready to go and talk, and he listened to all our other shows, so he was more well-versed than you normally are. <laughs> after, after we record, it goes right out your head. Yeah, that's so. true. Um, but, I, I, for, I forget when people get cast for things. I'm just, like, and then you bring it up again, and I'm all surprised. And you're just like, we talked about this weeks ago, man. No, I love it. I love it. it's like it's like it's like talking to a new person every week with you, Mike. Right? You never know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to take that, but okay. Fifty <laughs> first podcast is what we're gonna call this. So. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so thanks to Jason, really appreciate it, uh, especially last minute uh, notice there. And I, you know, you mentioned this on the other on our thing, but I, I got my pop shelves up this week, and uh, immediately immediately filled them up so i need to go get more shelving so but you saw the picture mike those are actually every all of them i own are on the shelves now there's none anywhere else that you can see that yeah, are, are that's marble. what that's what i like so i do have a slight pet peeve but obviously i do not live in your place i saw that you left them all in the boxes and i know you did that so you could kind of double up on them stack them and stuff but like uh-huh. you gotta let those babies out they gotta breathe man yeah, I I've been told that there are, there are two mindsets. My wife lets hers out and, and breathes. Uh, I have quite a, 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 a 
I don't know how to put this. I have a lot more than she does. <laughs> um, and some of those are are truly stacked too, too deep and too tall. Mm-hmm. So um, if I, got, I took them out, I'd have to quadruple the shelving. So, But I do plan on taking some of them out. So it's not a, no, I'm never going to. It's just one of those, hey, I got them all up on the shelves and immediately ran out of room to take yeah, them out I, of the boxes. I think you just need some, you need some sort of like interactive schedule that like sends you notifications. It says like, oh, today is Sunday. Please rotate Black Panther with the Hulk. So yeah. Like, just got to yeah. make sure you're always getting a nice uh, new snapshot every week. Yeah. Another person also pointed out they're not in number order, but I put them by order of what movie or franchise they're a part of so oh, okay that because they would come out with you know a, an example here uh thor ragnarok they, they did the base set and then they did a korg pop much later uh-huh. um so there are some in the middle that do not belong to thor ragnarok and i would just like that would bother me more than just having the numbering <laughs> out of order so uh i have them all grouped up like that so if anyone wants to see any close-ups or has any questions you pick a character i'll tell you if i have it or not uh i, I can i can pretty much spot it on the wall so um, yep we're just enabling your problem uh, it's not a problem really it's more of a solution <laughs> so but that that's that's what i've been up to but we've got news we've got news let's get into yeah, this we gotta not it's it's i feel like almost like we skipped last week even though we didn't there's so much news here yeah it's it just came out of nowhere so uh anytime a new movie's out a lot of news and speaking of new movies we saw thor ragnarok this weekend uh-huh. And um, our initial impressions, you can head over and, and listen to our spoiler cast. If you're subscribed right now, it should be in your feed. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and click that subscribe button, and you should get it right away. Um, but we, um, for me, I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. It's the funniest Marvel movie, and probably, I think it's funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, consistently across the board. Uh, it's the best Thor movie, um, by far, and... Um, I, I think it's I, I'd recommend anyone see it if they get the chance. So mm-hmm. if you're on the fence, um, take that dive, get right into the to Thor and, and Hulk, and, and see what they're up to in this movie. That's, yeah. that's what I feel. Yeah, I mean, I talk about it uh, a lot more in depth in our review, uh, our separate review. But uh, I look at Marvel movies more as like a whole, like episodes in, in, a, in a Marvel series, and I feel like you almost kind of got to weigh them against each other. So uh, Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok is a very funny fun movie it's it's lacking a little bit of drama that i'm kind of craving recently because like we've had a lot of really funny light-hearted movies this summer with uh spider-man and like you said guardians of the galaxy so i'm really craving me some black panther and some infinity war i want to see some deaths that really mean something you know but it still doesn't mean that what's in thor isn't great so you know i think just maybe maybe the next time you organize your mcu marathon uh, at home, maybe throw this one in between some darker movies to lighten things up. But uh, yeah, easily, the, easily the best Thor movie. That's kind of like a, a, a lower bar mm-hmm. for sure. But I still actually, out of all of these Marvel movies, I've really wanted to go back and rewatch The Dark World, just because I feel like I just watched it once in theaters and just never revisited it. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that happened in it that I totally missed. You know, I know some people bash on it a little bit, but I think maybe it deserves a little bit of a second watching. But it, that's going to be a crazy trilogy if you put all these Thor movies back to back. But yeah, oh, Thor, yeah, Thor Ragnarok is great. Definitely go watch it. See it with the biggest crowd you can because the laughs work really, really well uh, with a big crowd. But um, yeah, another solid addition to the MCU series. That was the 17th movie. I mean, come on. Like they I think they already have enough movies scheduled to get that full like 23 episode season. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, it's I couldn't even imagine. There's so many <laughs> movies right now, and mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things you know we talked about today is that 
as of this weekend, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the first franchise to cross $5 billion in the North American box office. Billion. That's with a B. And that is, is so, so much America. Money. And America is like pretty stingy compared to the rest of the world sometimes. So. Yeah, I'm sure that's you know at least tripled with uh, with the foreign box office because these movies make bank overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Especially Thor. Thor's been out a week over overseas already. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, like you said, it's almost near half a billion right now. So, I mean... Shit, people are watching Thor, man. Everyone's out there <laughs> watching Thor, and I, I can, I can commend that. It's a, it's good to see a lot of new characters, a lot of fun characters. Um, I guess we say keep your eye out for Korg. I mean, if I was to tell anybody, watch out for somebody. Yeah, uh, uh probably hashtag Korg. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's what the, what the kids are going to be saying. But yeah, hashtag Korg. Hashtag Korg. That's that's what we think. So. Um, like I said, if you want to hear our full review, spoilers and all, deeper impressions, head over, listen to our review episode, and um, you know, uh, leave your review there as well. We're, we always want to hear what you think of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, Also, thanks to other people. Um, uh, friends Jim sending a review in, Marshall sending a review in. Everyone had a great time, it sounds like. So uh, if you're listening, thanks for sending those quick reviews in. So, uh, Avengers Infinity War is on the horizon, Mike. And oh, yes. We, we both know this. And the Russo brothers know this. And they're tired of people asking them when the official trailer is going to drop. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I had a conversation about this this weekend. Like, why is the why is the Infinity War trailer not out? They're normally out by this time. Well, I'm like, normally a Black Panther movie is not sitting in February in between them. Yeah. Well, actually, this is really funny because I had the exact opposite conversation where I was talking to uh, somebody that's actually a pretty big comic book Marvel head. And he, uh, when I said that this Infinity War trailer will probably come before Star Wars, in my opinion, he was kind of surprised. He was expecting uh, he was going to have to wait till Black Panther to see this Infinity War trailer. And I was like, I don't know. I think that's a little far off, actually. Uh, I think we're going to be getting it in this calendar year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, um, if you want to, again, make people, A, feel excited for Star Wars, you, you send an Infinity War trailer before that movie. Uh-huh. And as many tickets as that selling, if you don't put a trailer before it, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think Star Wars is. But the Russo brothers are tired of people asking them on social media. <laughs> as that's probably, like, the biggest question. When do we get to see it? When do we get to see it? When do we get to see it? Because it's been, what, July since the first teaser dropped? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, well, so, the teaser that not everybody got to see only right. at D twenty three, I think, is where it kind of leaked a little bit, just slightly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I think Hall H had the same trailer as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so if you didn't get to see those leaks, um, but the Rooster Brothers had a funny comment uh, reply to this with a video from I believe the eighties. It looks like maybe. With Orson Welles uh, selling us some wine. Um, and the whole point of this little trailer, the video that you can find in our link below on Instagram, is that uh, the Rooster Brothers are not going to give us a trailer until it's ready. Like, mm-hmm. The whole point of the you don't sell wine until it's ready, they're not going to give us a trailer until it's ready. So Yeah, but of course they wouldn't pipe up and start talking about it if the trailer was coming in February or even January. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be coming soon. I actually, so I think timing-wise, you know. You, watch it, you watch dro- it drop next week. Like, yeah, I mean like I'm always wrong. Uh, but like timing-wise for some reason I feel like maybe a week or two before Star Wars. I feel like that's been kind of the track record. Like a week or two before a big movie comes out, you know, drop your trailer. Trailer. But to be honest, 
Um, I feel like maybe this has happened before, but drop the trailer just before everybody goes and sees their family for the holidays in November for Thanksgiving if you're here in the States. Everybody's going to be talking about the trailer all weekend. Oh, did you see that Infinity War trailer? Holy crap. Did you did you see Thor with his short hair? Oh, yeah. Did you see Ragnarok yet? Oh, you got to go see that. Then this trailer is even more amazing. So... Uh, if I I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and guess and go with the unsafe bet and say the the week I'm gonna say the Monday before people leave for the holidays on Thanksgiving. So I think that's what the 21st maybe I think that might mm-hmm. be 21st to 20th. That will be my guess for the Infinity War trailer. I see. I'm gonna go the other way. I think too, too many people are traveling and and working in social media. I know all of our hits are down that weekend uh, because everyone's out and talking and not actually on like posting and sharing stuff. So I still think December has a, has a pretty good shot. Um, I think they want to get a month of Thor in before uh, they give us more like, Hey, why does Thor have short hair? Like, you know, you, you kind of said it there. Like there are things in Thor that may, you know, resonate through infinity war and they might need to answer that uh, with the movie before we get it. So I go the other way, but I get it. We're going to see a trailer before the end of the year. We both agree with that. And that's that's really what matters, Mike. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. matters. <laughs> that's all that matters before Christmas. But on the horizon, Avengers Four is filming, and um, we got some new uh, concept art from it. Um, it looks to show, I guess. I mean, we've seen a lot of this, but like you get to see new Spider-Man artwork here in his Iron Spider outfit. Yeah, this is uh, the fir- this is the first time I'm I'm clicking on this stuff right here, and. Yeah, you got, you got Iron Spider hanging out up there. Doctor Strange looking about the same. Uh, Iron Man looks a little bit more sleek, that's for yeah, sure. He's got a new armor for this one, a little more gold, a little more red to it compared to his um, Spider-Man outing. Mm-hmm. Um, the triangle reactor's back kind of in the chest there a little bit, so we'll see where that comes in. But I think the biggest difference down here is the Black Widow um, taking mm-hmm. on the blonde hair and green outfit. Yeah, that's definitely different. Um, I, there's a character in the comics called Yelena Bolovna, which is like her... I guess arch nemesis, I guess one of her arch nemesis um, for black widow. And this is exactly what she looks like. So she's probably going to take that name as like a, a moniker. And is that a sword on her back? It looks like coming out. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that, yeah, this is cause this is like, it looks like a photo of an actual physical concept art. So we we're getting a little bit of flash around here. If not, it's one of those weird kind of like, um, cat's tails <laughs> that comes out of like yeah. a pond or something i don't know what it is but we do see the the, the little tippy top of uh what is that maybe going to be teenage groot's head yes teen groot <laughs> you missed last week teen groot will be motion captured um in this movie so um they've got a guy in a motion capture suit actually playing teen groot this time instead of cg to my all in so <laughs> so we get to see some of that um so that's pretty cool but yeah dr strange it looks like they just cut a photo out of him same with star lord and chris evans looking you know, stoic as always. So. He looks awesome in that beard, man. He does. He's like, man, fuck this America taking the star off my chest. Notice it's gone. So he's uh he's the nomad. So that's I think that's what they'll call him. But yeah, this are, this is great. It's kind of excited. We've got a couple other bits here from filming, Mike. They're refilming some scenes from the first Avengers movie. Yeah, these next two photos, these this is big. This is really what I wanted to talk about today for sure. So we have a photo here of just uh, of Tony and his like, I think it's that, is that the Black Sabbath yeah. t-shirt? I can kind of see from the side. Palling around with classic Thor, Chris Hemsworth and his long hair and his like armor and every classic armor. Mm-hmm. Another shot of Loki in that um, 
that mouth guard. I don't. I, was is that a shield mouth guard? Is that what what that was from from the original Avengers? Yeah, like it's like because it, like they just want him to shut up, kind of thing. Like it, it, stop yeah. talking. Yeah. So it's like what what is going on here? Are we doing? Are they doing something like? Oh, we want to show a flashback of maybe a scene that we that the the audience did not get to see back in original Avengers. Or I think the big question that's looming here is: Is there time travel going on in here? I know when you first say time travel, people might get a little defensive, like, "Oh, what's going on here? That's very complicated, very complex." X Men very surprisingly managed to pull it off, but that was very isolated type of movie based on a previous like uh x-men story that was kind of already set in stone so like whoa bringing in time travel this might be really confusing it does get me a little confused and a little worried at the first uh but also these whole marvel movies are all about kind of hitting these different kind of themes and maybe maybe this could be just kind of more of a straight up time travel movie maybe we kind of lean into like a back to the future or looper a little bit and maybe uh avengers infinity war is gonna deal with a lot of time travel i don't know so i'm leaning towards your first one a little more like there's some like this scene was very very brief in the first avengers when they let loki go Mm-hmm. Um, when he was wearing that mouth guard, it was just at the end where Thor and him twist the Tesseract and go back to Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's more to that scene that we don't see or didn't see. And like maybe maybe the Tesseract isn't really back at Asgard. Yeah, I pulled it. It could be more plausible that direction just because we've seen in other Russo Brothers movies like Civil War, they do show scenes from the past. Like we we had to see the Winter Soldier kind of kill Tony's parents and that was mm-hmm. like 1997, 98, whatever time that was. We've gone back in time in other Marvel movies to show things from the past. But this is kind of the first time I think we've gone back to fill in gaps from another movie. So maybe once Loki goes back to Asgard... Uh, maybe we see him like uh, very quickly ditch Thor and maybe go talk to Thanos and try to plan something out, like a long-term plan to get the Tesseract. I, I, I well, don't know. After this, he was put in the jail in Thor, in Thor the Dark World. He was in the jail. So mm-hmm. I think there's something here. But there's also another set of photos that I don't have here that show Tony in a Hydra outfit like on the same set. Or not a Hydra, a, a shield like SWAT outfit on the same set uh-huh. looking a little older. So I don't know what they're doing here. Man, the, like this movie has got me all sorts of messed up in the head. Like I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and I mean, I guess in a movie, it's more plausible that you could have a character like Chris Hemsworth uh, going around with some battle damage. Which I don't, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen Ragnarok yet. But there is some lasting battle damage that happens to Thor in that movie, and it's just like, how long do you stretch that out? Do you magically fix that problem with time travel? Mm-hmm. Or do you let that go? I mean, we're not talking about like, you know, like a TV budget anymore. You know, like when Agent Coulson lost his hand in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, it's really easy. You put a glove over it and you don't have to pay that CG for that hand. You know, so it's just like, well, what do you do? Are they going to go back? Or are they are they going to fix Thor post-mortem? Like what, what's going on here? And there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole gem that goes on this glove that deals with time. So I feel like time travel's got to be in, involved at some point. You know, we saw it very heavily in Doctor strange with the eye with the eye of agamotto so if thanos is gonna if thanos is gonna get a hold of that i mean well even if thanos doesn't if dr strange like we still have this one gem let's use it to our advantage to maybe change the ending of the avengers where we put the tesseract somewhere else so we get it before thanos comes and gets it 
Yeah, or maybe Thanos does get it, and maybe he pulls a Captain, um, not a Captain, maybe he pulls a Samurai Jack. Like, in Samurai Jack, if you haven't seen it, the big bad guy is about to get killed by the hero, so he uses his magic to throw the hero into a different time period to kind of get him away from him. So maybe that could happen. Maybe Tony... Uh, like you said, he looks a little old in that shield SWAT gear. Maybe uh, Tony's about to like you know punch Thanos in the face or like throw a, like a, yeah, a do big it. blow, and it's just one, like, hey, one, we're one gonna punch. yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna throw Tony back into the past, uh, and he's gonna have to maybe find his way back to the future. I don't know. There's a lot going on here. I mean, he knows the Eye of Agamotto probably has the time gem, so maybe in the past he hunts down Doctor Strange. He's like, hey, I need that. You don't know who I am, but I need it. Send me this time. I'm fixing shit. And I don't know. There's there's a whole lot. To that could be played with time travel which is why it's a little worrisome but it opens up this whole big universe and this is kind of the time where you put all your cards on the table this is infinity war either part one or part two this is two this is avengers four three is done in the can so this is this is it this is where they can't hold anything back and they gotta go all in and show all their cards yeah it's gonna be crazy i mean we might not see Robert Downey Jr. come back after this movie. Chris Hemsworth might be done. Captain America could die. Like, there's some really big catastrophic things that could happen. And, you know, who knows? I mean, these guys, they're getting older. I mean, I'm not saying they don't look cool on screen anymore, but they might want to go do other shit, like go on vacation or something. They got plenty of money, so there's a lot riding on this last movie, so I would not be surprised to see time travel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've already set it up once, and, you know, if they don't do it in the first movie, I actually trust them more putting it in the second movie. Uh-huh. Um, simply because as long as it's not like, hey, we're going to actively time travel, and then you have to worry about that over two whole movies this is a little safer i feel Mm -hmm. so i'm whatever they're doing i mean i'm still leaning towards hopefully there's more stuff that we didn't see and they're unveiling more scenes that we never saw in the the marvel cinematic universe that's really what i wanted to see so Uh crossing my fingers for that man really really crossing fingers but that's not the only movie filming flashbacks this week um ant-man and the wasp we get to see our first look at michelle pfeiffer on set as janet van dyne uh-huh. And she's looking pretty young, and she's got some dots on her face there that look like they're setting up to do motion capture. Yeah, it looks like they're going to de-age her a bit. De-age her a bit. And and while she, I mean, she looks good for her age and, you know, what she is here. The the next set of photos, Michael Douglas sporting a brown <laughs> wig has dots on his face as well. Oh, my God. It just looks like a bag disguise. It looks like he's trying to, like, avoid, like, paparazzi. So, like, throw a weird wig and put some sunglasses on, man. Yeah, so he's got brown hair. He, if There's a close-up of this. You can see the dots on his face, too. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be a little more history uh, between... Um, Hank Pym and, and Janet Van Dyne, like kind of detailing their history together uh, yeah, it, while it, being de-aged. It makes me wonder, like, how obvious are they making it that, you know, the original Wasp, Michelle Pfeiffer, is, is going to come back? You know, they made it a point to say she was missing in that, you know, uh, atomic zone or whatever they called it in the first mm-hmm. movie. So, like, is it obvious that she's coming back? Should it not be a surprise when we see her show up in the movie and maybe there's some sort of crazy, like four-way super-sized or tiny-sized battle uh, where that's like a four-person team-up. Uh, I don't really know. I don't. We don't even really know who the bad guy in this movie is, so I don't even know who they're going to have to rally around to fight necessarily. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if they're bearing the lead with Michelle Pfeiffer or not, but I think that seems like they're probably going to save her, right? Why would you do a flashback if you're not going to see her later in the movie? Yeah, I mean, or maybe it's all flashbacks and they never get her back kind of thing. Like, maybe it's one of those false hope things, like... 
oh, hey, there's all these flashbacks, and this is where she's supposed to be because we said we'd meet here if we ever got shrunk down or something like that. And then, like, she's never there because she she's been gone the whole time. It's all been, like, a false yeah. hope. You, you find <laughs> yeah. yourself in the story. Like, here's your drama, Mike. This yeah, is that drama would – I was going to say that would be a dramatic red herring where they, it's all building up and then they go into the atomic area and they find her and she's just dead. It's like, well, of course she's dead. She hasn't eaten in, like, yeah. decades. <laughs> like, she's starved to death, you know? So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. But also – I always forget this. Lawrence Fishburne was is in this movie. He's been cast as Bill Foster in this movie, um, but he's also working on a secret Marvel project with Marvel. Ooh, um, a previous secret. idea he had, and they Marvel reapproached him once he got the part in Ant Man. But there's no indication if it's a comic book, a TV show, a movie, anything at all. So, um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of Ant Man. I'm I keep forgetting Ant Man and Wasp is here, man. It's next summer. So. Yeah, so we it's gonna be it it's gonna be I, I feel I don't know if I feel bad for it, but it's always following like a just a very big movie. Like uh the first one was after was it after um Age Winter Soldier? It was after Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's always following up some sort of big gigantic bombastic movie. So it's just like have fun after Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean I think I mean the thing the good thing about Infinity War is the next one is still there, like Avengers Four is still around the corner, so it's yeah. like Caught and they're like, oh, we gotta watch this because what if something in this one happens to the mm-hmm. Infinity War? But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I forget it's there. I think we'll get our trailer with it before Black Panther. If I was to be honest, so yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. I think it's a June or July release, so we'll, yeah, we'll keep our eyes on that. Captain Marvel, uh, some not news, just confirmation. Filming begins February of 2018 in L.A. This time, not Atlanta. Ooh, that would be cool if I could kind of come across one of the sets. Yep. Um, I imagine there's going to be a lot of CGI and green screen, not a lot of uh, <laughs> outdoor stuff. But a lot of people are like, oh, it's filming in January. And Kevin Feige's like, no, it's February. And like, oh, it's delayed. And like, no, it's not delayed. Like, <laughs> this is what we were always going to do. So uh, they have a full 12 months, I think, or maybe 13 months from starting and filming till it releases to give us our scrolls and Captain Marvel and the young Nick Fury in the 90s. I'm really excited for this one. Like that's got a lot of potential to be uh, a new intro movie that we that yeah. really knocks us out. Yeah, young Nick Fury. They're really working their CG artists on their de aging filter, yeah. <laughs> and and he'll have two eyes. So you know, how do you add an eye back to Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, wait, he's already got one. So, <laughs> oh well. So Captain Marvel's on Horizon. Really excited about that as well. New Warriors, the TV show, Mike, uh, one mm-hmm. of the many Marvel TV shows on the Horizon, has will not air on Freeform after all. Oh, wow. Um, Freeform couldn't find a spot in this lineup that was, like, worth putting the show in. They were like, you know, we can't give it a primetime spot. We already have those, but we're not going to give you a Friday at 10 o'clock because, you know, that's just shooting yourself in the foot. So Yeah, that that's really weird considering the other note we have here is it tested through the roof. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, how do you not make room for it? I mean, it's that's like, this is a Marvel show. You know, like, I feel like anything Marvel at least has a chance of drawing an audience, whether it's good or not. So it's just like, make room, kick, kick something else out. I don't know. I I don't watch Freeform a whole lot just because the network is not directed towards us. Like the, the shows much younger crowd. I think it leans uh, female, nothing wrong with that, but it's just not for us. Maybe the show just didn't turn out to fit Freeform's kind of network well, you know i don't know what their airing schedule is but they show a lot of harry potter movies on freeform um <laughs> and then they do the 25 days of christmas and now they're doing a countdown to the 25 days of christmas so a quarter of their year is dedicated to christmas movies it sounds like like wait they're counting down to a countdown yeah 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, so uh, it's um, I, I I don't know. It's very confusing. But Freeform has been on lately because of I think Harry Potter has been on quite a bit lately. Uh-huh. So um, they do a lot of marathons like that. So I don't know. But I mean, I would I would put it if it's like if it really did test to the roof like they say it is. It's they you should fucking find a spot for it because no one's watching Freeform for for original content. Um, but Marvel is very intent on airing this show. They're like, we're going to find a home for it, but this is causing a problem. They cannot shop new warriors to outside networks because it is Disney produced it pretty much. And they're like, yeah. So it's like, what is considered an outside network now? Because yes, they have shows on Netflix and they have shows on Hulu with the runaways, but those are all kind of like older deals. So it's like, it, besides Freeform and ABC, like where do you go? You're not going to put it on ESPN. That's <laughs> I don't think that would work out well. Yeah, I don't know what networks. I think Netflix and Hulu are still on the table. Amazon might also be on the table as well um, because those well, are independent studios, not network television. Yeah, maybe. But also, I feel like it wouldn't work on Netflix just because this show is supposed to be airing soon, right? Uh, correct uh, me if I don't know if they have a release date anymore. I don't even know if they had one to begin with. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's been testing through the roof, that means at least, at least pilot, the show has a pilot been... Is it, a, yeah, pilot yeah things, been, ha- it, things have been written. You know, it's been production. Like, it's going to be weird for a show that has built-in commercial breaks to be mm-hmm. thrown up on Netflix and trying to be shown as, like, premium. And then plus you have to, like, well, how does this fit in with the other Netflix shows? Well, it doesn't, but you see it was supposed to be on this other network, so we had to put it on Netflix. So just have the, all of that in your head before you go watch this show. It's just like, no, no, no. I don't think that's going to work. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe Hulu, but I don't know. Where do you put this? Hey, maybe they, maybe they should put it on that new DC streaming app. That'd be pretty um, funny. No. <laughs> this will launch on Disney's new streaming app. That's what it'll be. Um, but the thing is, like, Freeform ordered this to series in April. Like, yes, make a whole series out of this. Mm-hmm. So they've got a whole series worth of stuff. Of just, I mean, it's 10 episodes, but there's they're shooting for 2018. I just don't know where where it could go. So, um, I don't know. Um, but like right now production scheduled to start in January, 2018. So it could be fall. So the pilot's done, but the production won't start until January. So it could be fall. I don't know. I think we'll still see this. I don't know where we'll see it, but we'll see it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could do something clever where if it's going to be 2018 of fall, this Disney streaming app is supposedly going to be in 2019. So maybe they could just hold back for a little while. If it's good, still produce the second season and they could do like this crazy double whammy where you get a full season binge watch it all at once when the Disney streaming app drops and then like a couple months later, you know, start airing weekly episodes of season two. I mean, like that's a strategy. That That's one thing yeah. that I'm thinking. I'm also thinking maybe if they want to, I don't know if they never find a home, put it on ABC, their, their streaming app, because a lot of things are putting it on their own apps. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. see it being, that's not ideal. That is not ideal at all. <laughs> but, um, you know, if S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't get season six, maybe they could put it in there somewhere. I, I don't know. There's a lot of options, and we're not the producers. so Yeah, it's um, rough. Things are rough. Things are rough. Uh, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, the new characters, four new ter- characters have been teased uh, with new photos and descriptions. I don't know three of the four, but the fourth one is Flint. Uh, Flint is based on the new humans character, Flint, who has the ability to control rocks and, um, like, ground. So, like, stone. So he can, like, put it on himself or throw it at people, so on and so forth. 
Sounds and like an earthbender to me. It, it, pretty much. And he looks a lot like his comic book character here. But looking at it, it looks like he's maybe in like an Alien 3 spaceship. Cause yeah, yeah it does kind of... In the back and, yeah, and he's got, a, got this... Um, I don't want to say futuristic raincoat, but it there's, there seems to be an aesthetic to him. Yeah, it's like a, a dirty used universe um, mm-hmm. going on here. And like... Uh, the the background looks dirty and used and looks spacey rather than you know like on Earth. So uh, yeah. So but real quick before we we breeze past this, what's a new human? Okay, so in the comic books, um, there was an event called um, Infinity where Black Bolt blew up Adelan, the planet which was um, floating above New York, and it released all the Terrigen into the atmosphere. And a lot of people who had the latent inhuman genes became inhumans. Kind of like S.H.I.E.L.D. did it in the water. Mm-hmm. The comic books did it in the sky. All these people coming in, creating, being created as inhumans from this were called the new humans. Because they weren't chosen and selected and like you know weren't trained to get these powers. They just got them overnight while they were sleeping on accident. Gotcha. So instead of calling them regular inhumans, they were called new humans. So... Uh, other than that, there's no difference in biology or stuff. They're just not trained and kind of dealing with that as they go. Um, but yeah, so this looks like Flint from from that series. So that's cool. All right. Well, cool. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going to space, hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I have a PlayStation 4 for one reason and one reason only, Mike, and that is to get the <laughs> new Spider-Man game when it comes out next year. Yeah. And a new story trailer for the Spider-Man game dropped this week, um, some, some game event. And we watched it right before this, Mike, and I think it looks really fun. I, I haven't been excited about Spider-Man games since, you know, mid-2000s. <laughs> yeah. And the, this the funny, getting the, me. Yeah, the funny thing is, is I don't really give a shit about the story. Uh, I just want web-slinging to be as awesome as it was back in, like, the Spider-Man 2 video game back on, like, Xbox or, I think, PlayStation Xbox. 1, maybe? Maybe PlayStation 2? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, like, that web-slinging was just fun and addictive, and I just want that back. So it's cool that they're putting out a story trailer, but I, yeah, like you said, we were we were kind of already sold on this game. The outfits, mm-hmm. like the costumes, like super awesome because they're doing that unique twist with the white spider logo on them. Probably makes it easier to track the character as it's moving very quickly around. So like the as long as the web slinging is like solid, I maybe I'll go out and hunt down a PS4 just so I can play it. Yeah, it also looks to include a bunch of characters like Mr. Negative was in there. There's a Shocker. We can see Kingpin being arrested and Norman Osborn being elected for something. Uh, they blatantly introduce us to Miles, so he's going to be a big part of the story. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of great things adding up for this, and it looks beautiful. And hopefully, we get a demo sooner than later to see that web swinging, so I can tell yeah. you like, if you need to get it or not. So how much do you want to bet that Miles is downloadable content? Like, oh, you want to you want to play more of the game after you beat it? Wait for this DLC that's going to be twelve dollars, where you can play as Miles and on, on this mini no, story. It'll, it'll be a pre-order, <laughs> pre-order skin. I don't think it'll be extra story. I think it'll be like you want to dress oh. as the Ultimate Spider-Man. Download the, do the pre-order. All right, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I don't. know. He doesn't have his powers in it. I don't know. It's weird. So we'll see. Knock on wood. Spider-Man PS4 be good for us. Venom has been filming, um, despite our protests, our silent <laughs> protests, uh, for two weeks now. And we got a first look um, from the Venom Twitter saying, filming for two weeks, which sees Tom Hardy just chilling on his phone, um, taking a picture of himself in his trailer, it looks like, maybe? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't tell if it's lighting or what, but it looks like in the trailer, he's got very black hair. It almost looks like it's been dyed. Yeah, it's got dark hair. I think it's the lighting because his phone is blending right into his shirt, like right there where he's holding it in the middle. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's got arm. His he's wrapped up on his arms. I think to cover his his personal tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks a little disheveled. But the second photo is really what I'm, I want to talk about. On set, a set photo was taken of him, and he looks fucking jacked. <laughs> this movie <laughs> yeah he's always been jack so <laughs> yeah so um playing um eddie brock as everyone here on this production is on their fucking phones um <laughs> you know i he, he he's looking pretty good i'm i'm not more excited than i was before but you know we're seeing it it's happening mike we can't yeah i, can't I just avoid it I feel like the only thing that's going to get me excited for a Venom movie is if somehow they cast somebody in the movie that's really exciting, which I don't really know who that could be that would get me excited, or they're going to have to show me like a rendering. What is Venom actually going to look like? But I feel like they might almost save that for a reveal in the first trailer, and then maybe after trailer drops, they'll release like the official like footage, but um, official like photos of it. But yeah, I need to see what Venom's gonna look like to get excited, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And um, I mean, they they talked about casting Riz Ahmed as Carnage. Um, I don't know if that gets you excited or not. Yeah, maybe. Okay, well there we go. Uh, <laughs> that's I, I've officially put this higher than Fantastic Four on my list. So oh no, <laughs> it's moving up the list a little bit more because. If Tom Hardy's there, I believe in him to do something like so, at least mediocre, not not very 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 bad. Mm-hmm. So there are some photos from Venom. It's really happening. I, I keep saying that because I just don't believe it. Every time. <laughs> but we got that going for us. Lion King voice cast was announced this week as well. I sent this over to you guys and um, just an image from Disney on Twitter showing all the people cast here. Um, as we knew, Donald Glover was Simba, James Earl Jones returning as Mufasa. Uh, the other thing to kind of confer- I confirmed here is Beyonce as Nala. Yeah, I think that was probably the biggest explosion on the internet when this yeah. uh, image dropped. I had to do a little research when I saw this kind of getting retweeted around. Um, I'm sure Disney has really amazing uh, graphic designers, but just the layout of this putting it in like this kind of square tile. It almost looked like it was made by like a fan or something like that. Mm-hmm, so I yeah. was like, is this real or is this fan casting? Is Beyonce really in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Not official photos from Disney. Like just something you found on Google and they put black and white filters on them. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of going through picking out Marvel characters here. Donald Glover was in Spider-Man. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor was in Doctor Strange. He's playing mm-hmm. Scar. I think that's a very good casting. Mm-hmm. Alfred Woodard was in both Civil War and um, Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, John Kenny Can- Connie as Rafiki was in Civil War as in Black Panther as his father. Yeah. Uh, keep scrolling down here. Florence Kazumba is also in Black Panther as one of the guards and was in Civil War as one of the guards. So a lot of Marvel people moving over here. Eric Andre is definitely an interesting cast um, <laughs> after seeing his show. Um, John Oliver, Zazu, pretty funny. Um, I, I almost feel like when I saw John Oliver as Zazu, it made so much sense. I was like, was John Oliver the original Zazu? <laughs> but yeah. like, I, I don't think he was. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 could, he looks like it as well. Just like, look yeah. at him, I can see that. Um, yeah, so I mean... It's got some great casting. Um, does this make you more excited for Disney's live action translations, Mike, or less excited? <laughs> I mean, is it live action? It's all going to yeah. be rendered in a computer, right? So I, that's not the last time we're going to hear that uttered. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Beyonce in a movie. I mean, holy crap. That's going to make a ton of money just because Beyonce's in there. So well, well, we've got Simba, Don Glover, who can sing, and Beyonce, who can sing. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. I totally forgot about the musical elements of the movie. Yeah, so so they got that going for them. And then two comedians is Timon and Pumbaa. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to have to watch this with my wife and I'm I feel really good about the casting. The diversity of the casting is even better as well. Um, this has been a stage play for years as well that's award-winning, so I I think they'll probably put a little love into it. So, I'm I'm less worried about this movie than I was originally. <laughs> okay, cool. There we go. However, I'm very worried about <laughs> Warner Brothers, um, as is tradition. Lord of the Rings, they're looking to bring to as a TV series to Amazon. Oh, man. Too too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. I just rewatched the extended movies like earlier this year, and I felt like I took so much of my life just to rewatch all of those movies. I'm good on Lord of the Rings for a while. Um, obviously, I think this is very early stages because I think I saw this earlier on the web. And it's just like, oh, we don't even have a writer pen. This is just in discussions. Nothing's official. But even if, like, you stretch this out on the longest timeline possible and it was five more years until the first episode aired, I still think it's, like, too soon. Those those Lord of the Rings movies are so iconic when it comes to, like, the fantasy um, uh, filming, uh, getting stuff, like, to, to look awesome on screen. You know, Lord of the Rings really delved into it, you know, as inspiration. Uh, I mean, we just had Hobbit movies whether they were good or not they still happen so it's just like the only way i think to make a lord of the rings series work is you just can't focus on the main characters you got to find some of those side stories and what the what do they call that the soul some similar similarly so yeah whatever it's called <laughs> yeah there's a lot of, of of like it's like star wars there's a lot of middle earth and stuff you can explore um the video games um shadow of war and stuff uh-huh. coming out focusing on new characters is really great however they did say in the article i read that they're looking to bilbo and Gollum, adventures uh, okay. of bilbo and Gollum. i'm like or um frodo and Gollum. so yeah. i don't know which ones they're gonna choose like will they start at the hobbit and work their way through lord of the rings uh i i don't know but i agree um, they could they could try soon. to be re- they could try to be really bold with this, which is I don't I don't know if they would even get this signed off on by the Tolkien estate. But um, I'll throw it back to Nickelodeon and Avatar again, real quick. Uh, when they made that second Avatar series, Legend of Korra, they did something really amazing where they jumped forward in time so far, where most of the most of the main characters from the last series would basically be dead. So um, they just kind of focused on a new generation on what does this world look like when you move further down in time. So that could be kind of interesting. What does Middle Earth look like when maybe they start discovering just a little bit of technology, like maybe the first train or something? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's fans out there that are just like curl, like shrieking back from uh, their speakers right now, going, "What the hell is he talking about?" But like, there's other things to explore. I mean, what do you want them to do? What do you, what do you really want them to do? If this series has to happen, do you want them to retread on a story that they already did really, really well in the movies? Or do you want them maybe to visit something in the future that, you know, doesn't affect what you love so much? So I feel like if you want to be safe, tell, have them tell a story that hasn't existed yet, you know? Well, well that's, and that's, you're reiterating my exact points I feel about Star Wars. Like, uh-huh. don't tell us the same 30 years over and over again, like from different, angles go Mm. to me star wars go back in time to the old republic lord of the rings could go back in time to when sauron was first in power 
and like yeah, maybe, maybe that that overthrowing him and like getting all the, the I kingdoms feel like together to do that. Don't some of these Lord of the Rings video games kind of touch on that too? And I feel like those games have been really successful, so maybe take that approach. But yeah, just redoing the movies as a series. I think maybe originally, yeah. if these Lord of the Rings movies were never made, and then you want to make a series, yeah, go ahead and do it, because obviously it works. I mean, Game of Thrones is like the biggest fucking show ever, you know, it's amazing, so. Yeah. But yeah, you kind of, you already got the movies, man. <laughs> Taking good movies and making TV shows only works if the movie isn't, like, ingrained in culture, like Fargo or 12 Monkeys or something like that. Like, not everyone walks around like, oh yeah, I, we went to a Fargo convention this weekend, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they're making so. what a um, they're making a Get Shorty TV series, and I think they're just retelling the story of Get Shorty. Yeah, that's fine. No one's worried about Get Shorty, the yeah. legacy of Get Shorty. Exactly, or the legacy of Showgirls, the, the <laughs> movie. So yeah, I don't. I'm I'm definitely not behind this, and it sounds like uh, Mike is in the same vein, unless they find a interesting way, a new way to do it. Yeah, well, we're also we're not super big Tolkien heads, so I don't think we're too too worried either way <laughs> no, no not a bit however there's some interesting news about star wars the last jedi and disney here disney's demanding 65 percent of revenue from the ticket sales of the last jedi from theaters mike mm-hmm. and this is up from 64 percent for the force awakens and rogue one so they're upping it they're upping it a per, one percentage right one percent um but also requiring that the last jedi plays at four weeks minimum in that theater's largest stadium. Uh, the standard is usually two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Do I think Star Wars will slow down over four weeks? Probably not. But is that a risk of theaters willing to take if more movies come out that month after that people want to see? Um, yeah, I think most of the the edge cases that I've been seeing where people were really worried about this were kind of smaller market theaters yeah. that like maybe it's like, you know, your theater that's in your historic downtown where there's literally only two screens. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck with Star Wars for four weeks, you're not going to be able to see maybe some of these other movies that come out. I mean, because there are a lot of smaller market movies that sometimes do kind of creep out towards the end of the year because they're trying to make it in time for like that Oscar cutoff. So that right. could be a problem. I. I think it's it's kind of shitty. I mean, when I think about it, I think most theaters out there won't really care. Maybe the one percentage point, but I think most theaters are going to keep Jedi in their theater for four weeks in their biggest screen because I what else are they going to put there? I I don't think anything else is coming out that would overtake that in their largest theater. But I mean, like, it does seem a little shitty. Like, hey, let's get another one percent because our movie's so well. But also at the same time. Disney kind of has the ability to throw their weight around. I mean, I don't know how the box office has recovered over the summer, but this was a really bad summer for the box office. So maybe Disney's like, hey, if we're the reason you're even getting customers, we want another percentage. I mean, I guess it's just the this the greedy corporate side of Disney that always has to exist. I mean, there's a ton of there's a ton of crazy stuff happening over here on the west side of the country where the L.A. Times was booted out of advanced screenings of Disney movies because they wrote this big expose on Anaheim and Disneyland and about how the government is kind of colludes a little bit with the the, the theme park to kind of get these breaks that maybe they shouldn't be getting. We don't really know if it's like illegal or unethical or what's going on there. So yeah, there is this dark side of Disney that we all forget about because they're all responsible for all these wonderful childhood memories but yeah they're a fuck they're a freaking like business that throws a hammer down that and that can get kind of scary yeah well and to me i mean you you shouldn't need like this will be a billion dollar movie mike mm-hmm. 
and one percent on a billion dollars is ten million uh, extra over this over this movie, right? Mm-hmm. If my math is right, um, you know, I, they don't need it. They, they shouldn't. Like, I can get the percentage if they didn't require the four week minimum. Like, I yeah. guess that's the thing that gets me because even like you know, I, some people still like going to old theaters, and and you know, sometimes they don't have that choice, but like. You know, four weeks is a long time for movies to not be just rotated, like even not even just taken out, but like rotated mm-hmm. to a different thing. Because, you know, what if they want to come back and show an old IMAX movie, um, but a movie that came out like an IMAX? Like, okay, well, we have this opportunity. Well, now we can't do that, or we can't release a special screening of something. Yeah. But like it, breaking the deal says it would increase the percentage to 70%, and like you'd also get fined or something like that. So, like, geez. a lot of the like, Again, the bigger chain city theaters will probably agree to it, but you know we're we're used to city theaters. Um, growing up, I'm not used to that, so they were like a lot of theaters are like now nah, we're not showing Star Wars, like we're we're just not going to do it this year because of this. So yeah, I mean, uh, I don't like the precedent almost as much either because in this scenario, it's okay because there's not another big movie coming out afterwards, but there was a point in time where Star Wars was originally going to be coming out in the summer, but, you know, it got shifted back to the winter. So if this movie was coming out in May, and it demands the biggest theater for four weeks, well, what happens if another big movie comes out? What if, like, what if I can't go see Pacific Rim 2 in the biggest theater where you theoretically should be seeing Pacific Rim in the biggest freaking theater that's a that's available and I can't go see it because Star Wars is still there. It's just like, hey, I saw Star Wars opening a night and hey, I saw it again the week after because it was so good. Are you saying I can't go see Pacific Rim 2 now in the biggest theater with the with the giant like seats that even like cost me more money because they move with the movie that I'm watching? And it's just like that's kind of shitty. So well, I don't know re- what's going on. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe the maybe maybe the pushback will be enough to tell them to knock it off. Yeah, I I don't know because if they did this for Marvel, Infin- Avengers four, like can't can't take Avengers four out of your biggest theater for four weeks. Well, Star Wars nine was gonna come out within three weeks. Yeah. So like, how do you, like do you eat your own theater? Like, I mean, what do you do here? Like, I don't know. So no, no, it's gonna happen. People are just gonna fucking pirate the movie. They're not gonna yeah. give you the money. So it's like yeah, you're you're gonna <laughs> theaters are gonna get pissed off, and then when they're not showing it in theaters, you're out the money. This like, one, this is. This what happens when I'm um, when I'm away for a week. I start swearing on the podcast. Yeah, you do. You're, you're very upset. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's let's maybe talk a little bit about another Star Wars movie, Solo, the uh, Star Wars story. Ron Howard has reshot almost the entire movie since he's gained on because they needed to do it. Pretty mm-hmm. much reshoot the entire thing, which has increased the production budget to almost double. But it's I, to me this is okay because it's going to result in a consistent film. When someone tries to go in and patchwork a film together of stuff they've already shot and try to make it work, bad things happen. Star Wars, Disney have money to redo it. To me, that's fine. Reshoot the whole thing if you have to. Make it It, a consistent movie experience. It really makes you wonder, because now everyone's always going to be thinking, what if? This is is always going to be the what if movie now. Uh, I I, I don't don't know. I've never once thought, what if another director had this movie? Like, ever. So... I I mean, I think it might be just because how... I mean, how lukewarm we talk about Rogue One. I mean, what if originally, like, just theoretically, Lord and Miller were supposed to direct Rogue One, and then they got kicked out, and then somebody else came in, and then we kind of got 
this experience that, you know, was kind of worth it at the very end because we got to see Darth Vader just go crazy. But the whole movie was kind of forgettable. You know, we haven't really watched it again, even though it was on Netflix and we could have watched it for free. But yeah, so like if Han Solo just ends up kind of being just kind of in the middle lukewarm, we know we wouldn't have gotten a lukewarm experience with Lord Miller. It maybe maybe it wouldn't have been on model or on theme with Star Wars, but at least it would have been something in one direction. So I just feel like with Ron Howard, we might just kind of get this meandering movie in the middle that'll make money, that'll just appease most audiences. But I don't so, know. So, these Star Wars stories used to be such a cool idea, but now they're just kind of like meh. So so to me, it, it, and and I don't mean this in a bad way, Mike, but it sounds like you're just sucking Lord Miller's dick for this. Movie. Like, <laughs> I don't like any of their movies but the Lego movie. So I don't get that. Like, I'm glad they're gone. Like, I don't need people free balling this movie, like any movie. So I, I want them. They, they sh- these are the movies they should be free balling, these Star Wars stories. Just do whatever you want. It's well, crazy. It's but, a sandbox. Who cares what you do because it's not in the it's not in the tr- it's not in the main trilogy. But, you know? but it's mostly because I don't care about a Han Solo movie. Like give them something. <laughs> so you're else. just you're just not inve- you're just not as invested anyway. And I guess I'm not really not too much either. But I don't know. It just kind of like, we just talked about Disney throwing their weight around yeah. with the, with that, and there's now they're throwing the weight around. Like, well, if we hired you and gave you money, but we still don't like where you're going, so you're fucking fired. You're out of here. So but I don't know. I, I guess we don't we don't is, know is, why they. This were is fired. really weird. I'm going to Disneyland for my for my birthday here in a couple weeks. So I, I got to find a way to turn my turn my brand around and uh, enjoy yeah, Disneyland. Will be fine. You'll forget all about this. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know. To me, no one, like, the same as Lord of the Rings, go back, go forward, tell a different Star Wars story with a different character, and then you can have fun with it. That's kind of why Thor Ragnarok works. They're not trying to tell... They told a new story in a funny way. Like, give give them... If they're Lord Miller going to do something, give them the reins to go tell something that doesn't need to affect, like, the mythology of Han Solo or Obi-Wan Kenobi or whoever they're going to do. Because why even tell that story? You know, we've talked about that to death. So that's, I don't know. Fuck that movie. So, <laughs> and lastly, Star Wars news-wise, because we got more Star Wars news here. Oh, man. Okay, it, am I, is this going to make me happy or mad? <laughs> I don't know. Kathleen Kennedy says they're mapping out the next 10 years of Star Wars. Oh, now, okay. we've always kind of been in like, hey, since Disney bought Star Wars, they've put out a movie every year. Mm-hmm. Now, what were they going to do once they told this new trilogy? Start a new one, take a break, do well, something we, else? We we heard that they were going to take a break. We talked about this on the yeah. show, I, I want to say a couple months ago, where they said, oh, we're going to give it some breathing room. Uh, apparently, it <laughs> doesn't sound like it anymore. Yeah, so Kathleen Kane says they're back in the next 10 years. It says it's featuring the new characters, stuff I assume we've mentioned, like we've gotten in this new trilogy because the other original ones are, the actors are older up there. Some of, them are, some of them are, are I, I don't want to be crass, but some of them are dying fictionally and in real life. There we go. So, yeah, so they're kind of out. So they're going to work on these new characters. They want to work on new directors and new places in the galaxy. That's what I want. Will they do it? I don't know. I don't so know. So we've got a trilogy to complete before we can see where they really actually do, if they do anything. Because the theory is, you know, it's an Obi-Wan movie. After the Han Solo movie being the solo on um, the next story movie, mm-hmm. and that's not a new place in the galaxy, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. Deadpool two is next summer. I keep forgetting that's so close. That's so around the corner. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Bates has been hired to score the film since Junkie XL dipped out with the director. So um, Tyler Bates he did Guardians movies. He did Three Hundred, Watchmen, Sucker Punch. 
those Zack Snyder movies and John Wick. So, um, sounds like he's got a resume. So bring it he, on. He, yeah. So he's worked with the John Wick directors or working with Deadpool two. So I assume he will be back here for this cause they worked with the directors. So, um, I don't know. Have you watched Gotham yet? <laughs> I've still only ever seen the pilot, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's one more than I've seen. Um, <laughs> the actress Peyton list, I don't know who she is, has been cast as Poison Ivy. The only reason I mention this, this is the third casting of Poison Ivy in the show due to her transforming and becoming more like her comic book version. Hmm. Right. Um, the original show had her as like a little kid, and they were like, well, we can't have a little kid doing like sexual seductions of men. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. She got aged up due to some someone's power. Now she'll be transforming again into this new actress. So yeah, uh, I mean, I did a quick Google search because I have a feeling we're not the only ones that don't know who Peyton List is. But it looks like she might be a tween. Like she kind of looked like maybe like sixteen or fifteen in some of the Google images I saw. So I hope she's still not seducing she people at that age. Oh well, she looks younger. So I hopefully they're yeah. they're playing her off as like eighteen or nineteen. Or that's gonna get kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Is this. Uh, hold on a second. Is that the right even? Did I even get the right name? Maybe. Oh no, there it is. Yeah, she's <laughs> frequencies patentless. Maybe that's the wrong patentless. You're looking at the wrong one. Oh, okay. There's an older <laughs> one. Who um who looks to be older? I don't know who. Get, the, why do people have the same names in yeah, Hollywood? Dang it, Google! Just get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, she is. Help me out. Patentless has been around for a while. This is another article. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. Over 400 advertisements. She's appeared in 400 advertisements. So. All right. Well, I guess just throw out everything I just said. <laughs> yeah, don't do not do a Google. Don't do a Google on her. So there we go. Older, more not green-skinned Poison Ivy yet. All right. The Krypton Show, we're also getting threatened with it every couple of years, <laughs> has cast the character Cherries, which was Superman's great-grandmother, because we need to see Superman's whole family lineage here. <laughs> And uh, the character Brainiac. And I'm like, why do you got to bring Brainiac into this show that nobody wants to watch? <laughs> Man, I do not care about Krypton. I think in the best possible scenario, this might might get two seasons. But I would honestly be shocked if it gets the full season done. You know, mm-hmm. I don't this. I don't think this this is going to be good at all. <laughs> it's been a very slow process to get this far. Normally, they fast track these shows, so. Um, I don't know. I no, no one's, I'm not watching it. You watching it? Uh, no. Guess what? They all blow up and die at some point. That's yeah. gonna be the end of the. That's gonna be the end of the show. So Damn have it. fun investing. Have fun investing in those characters. <laughs> Damn it! When they finally do a show that tells the history of something, we already know what happens in the end. Mm-hmm. That just solves all <laughs> my Star Wars and Lord of the Rings arguments. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Superman is supposedly getting a video game, maybe announced early as this week. Um, Rocksteady, who did the Arkham games, uh-huh. uh, is apparently going to announce a Superman game they, they're working on and will be released pretty soon, um, according to like a cover of Game Informer coming out. Well, anything's going to be better than that classic uh, Superman 64 game. So <laughs> You don't like Superman? You don't like flying through the circles above the little blocky city? Oh, and... my gosh. I don't that was. I remember sleepovers trying to do that. That was... Uh... That was rough. <laughs> I like Superman in the Injustice games, the fighting games. He's pretty fun in those. But, yeah, that's about it. Not, uh, did you ever play the Superman Returns Xbox game? Uh, no. They, they, Has anybody played that game? <laughs> I, I played the demo. It takes the Spider-Man open Metropolis concept, but it doesn't work when you're Superman and can just do everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's kind of boring. It's real boring-like. 
Justice League has some interesting news here in that the screening reactions are prohibited up until like the day before the movie. Oh, anyone who's getting screenings right now cannot say a word until the movie's almost here. The day up until the movie. That's, I mean, I don't know. Do we look into that? Usually that's not a good sign. Usually if the movie's good, they'll let you talk about it a week before the movie comes out, you know? Did they do that with Wonder Woman uh, reactions? I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good analog to see because they didn't know if Wonder Woman quite proved herself yet. So, I don't know. This Justice League movie is just a really big experiment that I'm looking forward to see how it turned out, you know? It's almost like you you just you bought a cheeseburger, you threw it in a jar, and you were just kind of, let's, let's not look at it for a couple months and see what it looks like afterwards. Yeah, it looks like um, a few weeks before Wonder Woman, they let, yeah, they let people react to it spoiler free online so mm-hmm. i think uh i think this is a interesting sign uh, I, was, <laughs> I was talking with my friend patrick about why why does whedon not get a directing credit on this you know um, mm-hmm. and we have no idea what's happened what's going on and yeah i i i have a feeling that maybe maybe he had a chance to get a directing credit and then he maybe he just turned it down for the sake of the tragedy uh, of why he's directing the movie to begin with. So I could just see him just being a class act. You know, he's like, hey, I'm making my Batgirl movie. I, I, I don't need directing well, credit on this, you know. At the same time, the the Directors Guild rule would require him to do it. Like, it's not like he can say no and then just get by with it. Um, so they might be paying a fine to get him off of there or something like that. They, may, But that sets a precedent for Directors Guilds, so... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a, that was a big thing we talked about. Like, there's like you can't just like I. I wish we could say he he just did it, but um, there are. I mean, as you you know, being in Hollywood, the guilds set a lot of those rules forward. So, mm. uh, Nightwing has a movie has some interesting news here. I guess uh, the actor Dacry Dacry Montgomery. He was in Power Rangers as the Red Ranger. And he's in Strange Things season two. Didn't know that till just now, but it clicked as soon as I, as I wrote this news article. Have you seen Stranger Things season two? Uh, I, I'm a couple episodes in. He's okay. like the he's like the bad. He's like the 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 the, the mullet. older brother. Yeah, yeah, the mullet kid. Yeah, from California. Yeah, the mullet <laughs> kid from California with uh, the the mustache and the the cigarettes. So um, if I was describing someone from California, Mike, that that's, that's how I do it. <laughs> um, but I didn't know it, it just clicked whenever I wrote this, but he uh, deleted a tweet where he just put a picture of Nightwing in three dots. Uh, the classic celebrity casting announcement of just like, I'm going to Google image search this character. Yeah. I either want to be, or I'm cast to be and just like, well, just tweet it out. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. So this one of those two, either he wants to do it, but if he wanted to do it, he wouldn't delete it. Um, I think he, a young actor, probably got the part and then kind of got antsy and just put it online and then was like, "Hey, no, dude, oh, maybe you got to take well, it down." Like, well, well, I, I, I know this is not gonna be the Nightwing that we're talking about for Titans, right? Yes, this is a movie universe version. Yeah, so it's uh, like, but, when is he supposed to be popping up? I don't know. You, I don't think you can plan too far forward over there at Warner Brothers until the box office comes out for any given movie. They've, they've, <laughs> they've shoved a bunch of characters' names in a hat, and there's drawing them out at this point. Like, what's yeah. next? All right, here we go. Uh, Black Adam, that's next. No, Black Adam's not next, but um, they've, they've making some progress on this movie with uh, Adam Stikiel, who worked on the show Undateable. Uh, I think it was I a show. Th- I vaguely remember that. I think it was like an NBC uh, comedy. Yes, we'll be scripting the Black Adam movie, um, and that's um, I mean that's that's about about what we got for the the Black Adam movie. That's the one starring <laughs> The Rock. 
uh, which is, I guess, still happening. New Line is the Shazam one. Black Adam's still Warner Brothers. But Shazam is still Warner Brothers as well. I don't know what this is. Ha- I don't know what's yeah. happening. Well, it's really weird because we're, we're about to talk about Shazam here. But when I saw some of the Shazam news drop, I saw New Line in that article plenty of times and DCEU and Warner Brothers. So maybe they're just all going to work together and just mesh it all up. Yeah. So the Shazam movie is produced, I think, by is maybe it's produced by Warner Brothers, but distributed by New Line might be the way it works. I don't know. New Line has a stake in Shazam. And it still exists in the DC Extended Universe because it's the first movie to be released after Aquaman in uh-huh. a year and several months. Uh, Mark Strong, who had a role in Green Lantern um, as Sinestro, and that didn't turn out very well for him, <laughs> is in talks to play Dr. Savannah. Uh, the new 52 version of this character uh, turns to magic in an attempt to save his family and winds up forming an alliance with the character black adam who is the classic villain of shazam uh-huh. um one of the actresses grace fulton from annabelle christian has been cast in a mysterious role possibly the character mary marvel uh you weren't here last week when we talked about um zachary levi being cast as shazam uh-huh. uh any thoughts on that well ron shazam i mean he i mean he looks a lot like him i think um i think the question when you cast people to be these giant characters like uh start hitting the gym zachary and i think you'll pull it off really well yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for him. He seems to be excited. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm like DC is very like I don't know what to make of it because last week we had the Deathstroke solo movie news that you missed. Like they're doing a Deathstroke movie, a Nightwing movie, a Shazam movie, a Black Adam movie. Uh, what else is in this list? A Joker origin movie. What what's going on, Mike? Do we yeah. know? It's just really weird because when we talked about, you know, when we were talking about DC even a year ago on this show, there was a totally different landscape of movies that were coming out, and now it's even different. So how are we even supposed to have opinions on something when there's a chance it might not even matter, you know? Yeah, uh, it's uh, just give us a release. Like, these are the movies we are, in fact, working on. Other than that, go away. It all comes down to the box office. It does. And the last bit of news, a comic book character actually um, – it's a Marvel character at once, now it's back at some other company called Red Sonja. Had a movie in the 80s. I actually own it. Um, that was like a crossover. It had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it as Conan. Um, <laughs> Millennium Films is fast-tracking a rebooted version of Red Sonja character to the movies. And this is due to the Wonder Woman success earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, it really makes me wonder, like, okay, uh, Wonder Woman was awesome because it was a good movie and she's a badass, but... Uh, if you just Google image search Red Sonja, I think there's a reason why she might be popular, and it's because she's wearing, like, a metal bikini. So I think they're going to have to put more clothes on her if we're going to be taking her more seriously as a strong female because the armor she's wearing is not very practical. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's not. And the movie that from the 80s um, has, like, a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's not, it's not a very good movie by uh-huh. any means. And I'm pretty sure the actress who played uh, Red Sonja, then Bridget Nelson, they um, had to voice over her whole dialogue because of like, oh. her accent or something like that. Oh wow! It was yeah. It's a it's a mess of a movie. <laughs> so uh, I would recommend it. But like a rebooted version, sure, why not? I mean, it's whatever. They're gonna do it anyway, Mike. We can't. Stop them. <laughs> uh, so that's 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 on the the docket for upcoming movies that they're making. 
mostly because she's naked and well and down. So. <laughs> well, that's par for the course with superhero slate, where the last thing we talk about in news is always something weird and <laughs> something large, bizarre. chesty women with swords. That's that's every episode, Mike. That's how we end them right here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the end of the news. Uh, we got through it. That was a lot of news. So, uh, Mike, people want to find you, see what you're up to. Where can where can they do that? At? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, check out all those pop vinyls you were talking about. Where can they follow? Where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, uh, and you can I'll put some pops up there. I have a Red Sonya pop right here, Mike, actually. like Ironically, I have, I have a pop because <laughs> uh, she was a Marvel character at one point. Um, but you can have a comic UI and read that. Find my other show, Filmside Chats, listen to that. YouTube, DNN, Destination Nation. See my videos over there. So check those out. Do it. Come on back. Listen to more Superhero Slate. If this is someone's first episode, Mike, and they want to listen to that Thor Ragnarok review, where can they find that at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host a show and to get our awesome show notes. Like, we talked about a lot of things on this episode today. If you want to see those links, see some of those photos we talked about, maybe maybe you want to know if time travel is going to be showing up in that fourth Avengers movies and you want to see those photos, just head on over to our show notes and you can uh, check those out. You can find us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram. If you want to pick up some merch, you can get that at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. You can get t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, uh, so many different things. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, um, please leave us a review. Uh, uh, leave us a, a like, a rating, a subscribe. I don't know. There's so many different things you can do now on the internet with a, with a podcast. Whatever you can do to it, we like that. Um, Selfies if, with your thumbs up. That's yeah. what we're looking for. And if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, very simple. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, sometimes twice. Check that Thor Ragnarok review. Yes, it's out. It's there. Google search it. Go watch it. Do whatever. And I guess we'll be here, uh, I guess next week's our last week off before the the movie review season hits and TV review season hits. So Yeah, that, that's for sure. We'll be back with more news next week and then reviews from till the end of time. So I guess we'll catch you guys then. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.